Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Think Inspired podcast with your boy, Coach Pat. I'm with a very special guest right now. I'm with the one and only Fizza. So, Fizz, welcome to the podcast. It's your first time being on this, but I'm also live in the Dream Team Academy with our students, and the topic is the art of gratitude. So, while I go ahead and tag everyone in the team, I want to tell the peeps about you, what you do for work, what you do for fun, maybe introduce the fact how we met, and yeah. Sure. Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this very special episode. <laughs> My name's Fizza, as you all know or don't know. Um, I'm 30 years young and I am an entrepreneur. I am the founder of Love Always Fizza, which is a beauty and wellness brand. Um, Love Always Fizza combines beauty with self-care, promotes empowerment and self-love education. Um, I'm Australian, Pakistani. I grew up in the West, so I'm a West, West side. side. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, you know what, I'm really obsessed with self-development and sharing that wisdom with whoever I cross paths with. I feel like for me, life experience is where it's at, to be honest. I find that most of our valuable lessons come from life experience. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm probably hanging out with family, reading a book. I'm pretty, I would say, I'm more of a homebody. (laughs) Mm. Okay. I I love it. Personal development, would you say it's such a generic term? Do you think it's big in the West? No, I I wouldn't say it is, but I will say growing up in the west, west side, um, it's taught me to be street smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is so important though. Like I'm not yeah. saying education and knowledge isn't, but I think it's really important um, to be street smart because people skills is really important. It's very valuable mm. as well, not just in relationships, but also in success. Mm-hmm. I have this quote. It's like, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. So what does that mean? If you've always been protected, what happens is when you're out in the real world, especially the West, the West teaches you things that books don't can't teach you. And, um, <laughs> and the thing is, the, the whole point of it is like, don't be afraid. Just have a, a, invite yourself to endure the strength to combat the battles around you as opposed to like being sheltered and like this is some of the conversations that we always have and i know the topic is the art of gratitude but what brings me and you together is like we speak the language of personal development we speak the language of like gratitude and like sometimes we get into like a lot of spiritual conversations i'm so happy to have you on here to share your wisdom because like not only are you a um a person that believes in like personal development, but you're a practitioner as well. A practitioner is someone that doesn't just talk about it. They do it. So I can't wait to share some of these things you've learned, but how did we, um, how did you, how did we get into contact and why did you just, if people don't know, why did you decide to join the dream team? Well, it's so, it's so funny that you say that because 
I'm a true believer that whatever you're thinking of, it comes into your reality and your existence, even when you're not, like, even when you don't realize it, like our subconscious is such a powerful tool. It's always operating more than our consciousness. Mm. And uh, you reached out to me at a time where I felt like I had to dive deeper into the relationship that I had with myself. Um, Mm. I was struggling with consistency, discipline, being able to do things for myself. And I found it difficult to actually look after myself, especially emotionally. Um, I came to realize that actually my relationship with myself was lacking. And it's where I didn't really feel so connected with myself. It was like I was in this robotic kind of mindset or the way I was living was so robotic, almost like as if I was like a floating head, just existing. And I was also like struggling with a lot of chronic stress. So it was funny when I started like realizing these things about myself, I started thinking like, Hey, I think I definitely need a deeper understanding with where my body is at. And it just so happened you reached out to me at that time. And I saw that as an opportunity. Mm. That's really powerful. Like you mentioned like the stress that you were having, like having the, like having to work with you these last few months, it's not like the stress stress ever went away. Right. And like, I, I, we'll, we'll get we'll get into that in a second. And um, like for all our students who are watching, just let us know if you're watching the replay hashtag replay, or if you want to ask Fizz any questions, go ahead and write in the comment section. I'll be able to ask her for you, but I've got a few questions that I want to ask you before we get deep because we can, we, me and you can go on a tangent sometimes and find ourselves <laughs> in places, you know? So, um, you mentioned stress before you started um, the team in in the dream team. Like, what type of stress were you going through at that time? Let's take them back. Huh? Well, it was a lot of the experience that I had, like, in related to pain or negative experiences. And you know, when you go through these negative experiences or painful experiences in life, you know, what ends up happening is it affects you in all different ways. And one of them for me was negative thinking and that negative thinking, like that loud voice, like that voice just got so loud that it affected my confidence. And it also made me doubt myself a lot. And it got me thinking not just about myself, but with people who also suffer from, you know, negative thinking, how it can really block you or stop you from doing what you truly want to do. Um, it was like I had mental diarrhea. <laughs> Sorry to use that word, but that's how it felt. I felt like my mind just shut itself. <laughs> and yeah. it just kind of like affected everything, whether it was like, my relationship with food, my relationship with even my family or my friends or even like people that I met or clients. It's like I wanted to create these really deep and valuable relationships. But because I didn't have that within myself, I wasn't able to kind of create it. But I also didn't know how to. Interesting. Like these moments where you want to – get better or whatever it is, you know, you, you have that awareness that something's going on, but you don't know for me, for, especially just with the role I play in my life, I didn't know how to ask for help because I was always the one I was like, I remember the, this. Yeah. I, I was the yeah. person. So I was like, mm. great at, like, I'm really great at helping others, but I was like, how do I even help myself? And then I recognize as well that I'm not really helping others in the most optimal way 
if I'm not filling my cup first. And that's mm. why I'm also lacking an understanding or lacking that deep connection that I'm really looking for. I think what we, like, like from what I got from you, any leader or any mother or any business owner, anyone that leads a team, I feel like we all suffer the same fate. It's like we have to be this perceived perfect image so people look up to us. It gets to a point when when the doors are shut, when you're at home and you're alone, you just think, whoa, what, what the fuck is going in my head right now? I'm exhausted. You don't even know you're exhausted because you spent the whole day helping people. And when yeah. you've had that time, when you've had that time alone, it's like, who do, what do I, like, who do I talk to? Like, yeah. who could I share this, like these feelings with? Who could I share these like thoughts with? Because am I the only one that thinks this way? Because like I spent all, all day helping others. What about me? Is that something yeah. that was resonating with you? Yes, definitely. I resonate with that fully because I found that in my dark moments, um, I was still putting this amount of pressure of myself where I had to be the strong one. Whereas if I, you know, if I'm not that go-to person, then I can't be perfect for others. It was like this really, like I put this and, and that goes, ties into the chronic stress. I didn't realize that. And it's, it's powerful when I think about it, but you know, life is unpredictable and things are stressful. But sometimes we have to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, am I adding peace in my life or am I just adding on to that stress? And that could be with the way you eat, but I also think that it's also with the way you think. And in the moments where I felt disempowered, you know, I was just adding more stress with the way I was thinking. I was, instead of kind of taking a step back and, and having that space where I could kind of, ask myself okay why am I thinking this way it was more like I'm stressed out this is like not working for me so then I would just kind of shut down and then the next day just go on with my day so I wasn't really kind of looking within and that's why it just kept piling on piling on piling on um so yeah definitely affected me in a negative way I was I meet fucking too me too like uh especially being a guy I feel like female energy is a lot easier because you can just go to girls and be like oh my god this is what I'm dealing with uh as a guy um and like for any males who are listening to this it's harder like you especially guys in the west it's like you have this front that you want to be tough all the fucking time, but like your thoughts are like one thing and your actions are another and you have no one to share this pain with. So you just keep it inside. And when you so keep true. everything and what's the number one cause of like suicide and depression, it's like being secluded, not being able to open up. And like, I think it's one of the most. You end up isolating yeah. yourself more. And, you know, I have a lot of compassion for men because I have a brother. And what's interesting is I've got two sisters as well. So it was funny to see the dynamic that, you know, if my sisters were maybe not going through the best time, we could still connect in some way. Um, But with my brother, I noticed that he would isolate himself more. And that was interesting to observe too, because I was like, wow, like females and males really do, um, they express themselves in different ways when they're going through hardships. And that's why I think it's so important to, you know, it's not about being male or female. It's really about being human and creating mm. that space where you can really bring your walls down and support one another. Mm. Really, really fucking interesting. And I think like it's not spoken in more, like nowhere near enough. So you mentioned like 
like stress got to a point where it was so overwhelming. How did you know enough was enough? And then you had to like ask for help. How did you know it got to a point where it was actually affecting you and you have to do something about it? Cause how do you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, I've had such a go, go, go lifestyle. I've, you know, been, there's been moments where I've been working like, you know, two to three jobs and studying at the same time. So even, even throughout those years, when I experienced hardships, I didn't really have time to really think about it because I was like, no, I've got exams or no, you know, I've got a shop to work, putting all these, you know, um, pressure on myself. But when the pandemic hit, um, it like, I was forced to have an unpaid holiday basically. (laughs) And I had to kind of, you know, I was like basically stuck in my room and I was like, Oh my God, I have all this junk and all basically just a big ball of shit (laughs) that I have to deal with. It's kind of like, you know, emotional baggage. Like it's like a bag that's full and it's like, I want happiness. I want joy. I want all these things, but it's like, where does it go? There's no space in my bag. So that's when I kind of realized like, okay, I need to really empty out my bag. I need new products, guys. Like this is not working for me. I need new clothes. You know, obviously I talk in a very metaphorical way, um, but I'm sure you realize that by now. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I kind of, I don't want to say forced. I believe that, it was time, well, it felt forced at the time, but what I recognize now when I look back is that my body actually trusted me. It was like, hey, Fizz, now that you have this opportunity to slow down, let's work through these things because I really know that you really want joy and connect, con- connection and contentment in your life. So let's take a step back because the biggest thing that I struggled with was self-doubt. Hmm. Even what were you self doubting about? What, what was what was the, some of the self doubt thoughts you've had? I know for me, self doubt was a big one. When I got shut down because of COVID and I had to close my gym, the, the most amount of self doubt plagued me, where I couldn't make decisions anymore. And like for me, like making decisions was like it's like a math puzzle. Like it was like algebra to me. And I'm not like those typical Asians that are actually good at math. I'm actually terrible at algebra. <laughs> so like when all this was happening, I was like, I can't make decisions. Like I've lost the ability to make decisions. Where is this coming from? Like Definitely. I used to make decisions all the fucking time. Self-doubt is the killer of all progress. Oh, definitely. I, I 100% agree. I, you know, a little bit of my background because I grew up as a Pakistani woman in the in the West Side and being also the, the oldest child, kind of growing up, my parents made decisions for me. So that mm. kind of already stunted my confidence, to be honest. Um, so really stepping into my power was really in my late 20s. So I really felt like I started, you know, creating myself or I don't want to say finding myself. That's what I thought then. But I realized mm. even saying finding yourself, it kind of, you're telling the universe that something's lost. So ah. Language is so important. So now I say to myself, no, I'm creating myself Mm. because I feel like it's more of an abundance mindset. When we say it louder, yeah, (laughs) say it fucking louder. Yeah, that's kind of where, like, I would say my self doubt and confidence kind of started. Um, And then obviously other things as well along the way. I feel like a big part of it was, you know, just to be really deep and personal, but. And and the reason why I'm sharing this is because I think that it's important to bring awareness to this, but I, you know, I was abused physically, emotionally, and sexually. And I think that, you know, this is a big part to our pain. And that's what I meant earlier. Like it really blocks us. And for me, 
because I didn't acknowledge what I had gone through, it created more negativity in my life. It again, like I stopped believing in myself for a really long time. Um, and I had no faith and I realized it's so interesting because faith and fear, you can't see it, but for some reason we always tend to go towards the fear. And I believe like, uh, like I have this analogy where I'm like, you know, we all have like a dark wolf in us and a light wolf. And like unconsciously I was feeding the dark wolf. It's kind of like I became the monster and I had to go through that though, because I feel like to see your own light, you have to kind of go through the dark. And when you understand your dark, you can really understand your light. Like there's no lightness without dark and there's no darkness without light. You know, both, both roles are so important because the darkness makes you understand, but the light really illuminates who you truly are. Mm -hmm. I think that was definitely a very powerful moment for me when I had that download. Like if I had gone through all that darkness and actually sat down and and thought about everything that happened in my life and also recognizing that I'm meant to go through this journey. And that's what faith is. It's believing in yourself, even when you are disempowered and knowing that there's a greater purpose in this, it's very easy to kind of get stuck, like zoom, like zooming in too much where you kind of get stuck that's why it's so important that when you are feeling zoomed in, you need to take a step back and zoom out and kind of have a helicopter vision. Um, and in order to kind of get to that obviously place, I know it's easy said than done, but it's not impossible. And this is where gratitude comes in. Mm, which leads me to my next point. So you, even during the darkest of times, you you probably didn't know it during the time, but once you hit the light, it's like, oh, I needed to I needed to actually be in there to actually see what the other side's like, and maybe using gratitude as the gateway to like being in that light that you talk about. So talk to me about gratitude and how that um, is a practice that you you do this every day. I think right. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, I've been doing it every day for the past three years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, at first, like, I'll get into it, but it was very difficult for me. Yeah. Because like- there was moments where I was like, uh, what am I grateful for? And then I was like, oh my God, am I entitled? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I'm really grateful to live in like where we are and have what I have. And the fact that I couldn't think of anything that I was grateful for was a little bit alarming for me. You know, you have to, again, you have to look in the mirror and just kind of be like, okay, where am I again, like adding that negativity and why am I thinking like this? And, you know, I came to realize that the foundation for everything to flow actually starts within you. And that's why I started implementing and practicing mindfulness and gratitude. And for me, it's been a massive game changer because it's taught me so many lessons, um, lots of mental downloads, but the biggest thing or the biggest theme that has taught me is patience. I believe that society influences us um, for instant gratification, being on the go, you know, being in a rush. It really affects the way we view things, view ourselves and why we do the things we do. And it really affects our self-worth and confidence because then you kind of start like – comparing yourself Mm. to even your family members or friends or even people you don't know. You don't realize you're doing this. 
you know, and um, that's why I feel when you start being mindful when your mind is full, you can kind of break everything down and start asking yourself the right questions. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help 20 to 30 year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. We start focusing too much on the outwards of things rather than implementing the inwards. And when you start looking within, it really changes the way you see things. It gives you perspective. It gives you meaning and opportunity as well to like really own who you are and live your truth rather than living to impress. And I'm sure we've all been there. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm talking about it because I know how it feels. It's not a place for me to judge anyone. And that was another thing. I realize I'm judging myself too much. So there's going to be like moments where I start judging others too. Yeah. You attract what you are, who you are, right? <laughs> so- you, don't, you don't attract what you want. You actually attract what you are. I totally yeah. agree with that. Powerful. And I think it's not spoken nearly enough. And I'm so grateful for, I'm so grateful that you're here. Just talking, talking the abundance language that we talk, talking that like, yeah. So like a lot of people are saying things right now. I want to like pause for a bit. You can't yeah, see things when you're in the middle of it. Stepping back gives you more of an insight to what's really going on. You said you practiced gratitude for the last three years. Has there ever been a time you struggled to find something you are grateful for, especially when you aren't at your best and need it the most? Whew, what a question. You want to go ahead? Yes, definitely. I 100% I struggle to find even in the moments and even now I have moments, you know, at the end of the day, above anything that you do in your life, whether it's, you know, success or have, you know, having your own business or working for someone, you know, it's very easy to get attached to these things. That's what I learned as well, being a business owner, that I'm not my business. It's a part of who I am, but I'm, I shouldn't attach myself worth to it. Because when we attach ourselves to things where even if it's for me personally, it was like my family, what they thought of me, then what I'm actually doing is I'm, what I'm doing is like, Hey, here's my power. So if you don't feel good, I don't feel good. And I feel like that's really self-destructive and you're going to struggle to be grateful for things when you attach yourself to things, even situations, even the past. Like I struggled with that a lot because I wasn't being present and actually accepting things for what they were. So yes, definitely. I struggle even now. And I think it's important to bring that up because you're human at the end of the day. It's not easy to control your emotions all the time, but the more we implement that practice of gratitude, we're more in control or you don't end up staying stuck in that emotion for so long. So now it's kind of like when I feel an emotion of sadness or anger, I feel it. I acknowledge it. I say, hi, how are you? You're welcome here for as long as you stay, but I'm, I'm not going to let you control my life or my reality. Mm-hmm. And I send you back with love. So it really comes down to the language you say to yourself. I hope that helps. <laughs> Beautiful. It's like detaching yourself from these things that we attach our self-worth to, detaching it, coming back into our own authenticity and then sharing what who we actually are as opposed to like being so far in and not being able to be like subjective or like even just thinking thinking outside of your emotions. Like I feel 100%. like we've... And that's yeah. where like what I mentioned before, the zoom in and zoom out method, I really love that. 
the more you implement that, you can kind of catch yourself and be like, oh, okay, I'm doing that self-sabotaging thought again. It's important now I kind of zoom out, helicopter vision. This is the number one reason why people bounce back after a massive weight loss. So they look at the weight, it drops tremendously. They look in the mirror, they look good. And what happens is it gets to a point where they've plateaued. We've all been there. Once you plateau, what happens? You're like, fuck, it's not working. So they forget to zoom out. They zoom in even more. They zoom in even more. They zoom so fucking far in, they get to a point they're so obsessive and extreme that it's lost the reality of like what is actually happening. We do a thing where we think something is a bigger problem than it actually is, or we go the other route, toxicity, positivity, where you think something the way it is is actually really, really, really good because you're just telling yourself it's good. It's like in the garden, you're pulling out fucking plants and there's no weeds, there's no weeds. No, motherfucker, there's actually weeds there. Pull the fucking thing out. <laughs> so, so like everything that you're saying, why don't we just look at things for what they are and not judge it and just accept it. When you come from a place of acceptance, that's when you can actually move to the next next level. And this is the same thing in your fitness journey. Man, you've lost fucking 10 kilograms. <laughs> All right. You can't lose another fucking three kilograms. Zoom the fuck out. Look how far you've come. Look how far you've come. Look at like spread. And then like 100 fucking thousand percent. How do you practice gratitude and what methods do you use to do this? Okay, so I believe it's important to create a toolbox as life is unpredictable, right? We can all agree with that. Uh, I personally, I practice gratitude by having a morning and night ritual. I start my day with thinking about 10 things I'm grateful for. And like I said, I struggled with this. So I started off with like, say three, and now I've been able to come to a place of 10. Um, and so when I'm already thinking about what I'm grateful for, it creates like this warm, fuzzy feeling in my heart. And then with that energy, I, I feel like visualizing is really powerful. So I start visualizing like my vision. I also pray for my abundance and happiness, not just mine, but those around me, my family, and those who even don't have anyone that prays for them. You know, there's some people... Some people on the internet right now, they will say all these things, right? But I will fucking cement the fact that you are actually like this. Uh, there's so many interactions that we've had where you've like wished so much success and abundance in my life. Like after every voice note, after every message, you'll say, hey, I hope you have the best like day ever. I hope, I wish you nothing but the fucking best. Like it's so authentic. It, it really is. It's something that you, like, how could you possibly do that all the time and be real? You actually practice this every fucking morning and I can, I can feel it. So I wanted to cement, I wanted to cement that for you. Not that Aww, you need thank it. But, you um, so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. And I think it's important to talk about it because I feel like, you know, as humans on this earth, like we grow better in a, and faster in a community environment. You know, we're not here to do things alone. And also that's fucking boring. Mm. I feel like it's so much more enriching and exciting and adds meaning to our life when we not only celebrate ourselves, but celebrate others. And when you truly want the best for yourself, you will truly want the best for others. And, you know, going back to thinking about then 10 things I'm grateful for in the morning and night before I sleep, I do that because it instantly grounds me. And it also implements faith in my life because, you know, we can be really fear-driven. 
that's where the ego comes in. It's there to, the ego has its purpose. It's there like to help us drive and protect us. But it's when we give it the keys, then we kind of end up being like a headless chook. And then we end up doing things that are not satisfying to the soul. So that's why for me, like implementing gratitude is really important because it's mind over matter, baby. You know, you, you're the boss of your reality and your life. Talk and, that shit. Talk that shit. <laughs> and other ways as well to just feel connected to myself um, is definitely like moving my body. So exercise, you know, what I'm eating to optimize my health the, right, the best way so I can achieve my goals and work towards my vision and other things such as like yoga and, you know, breath work and dancing really helps me feel connected to my body and for my mind, definitely affirmations. And that's why it's really important um, to do things outside of your comfort zone, because at the end of the day, everyone's journey is so different. And if we don't try new things, then you're not going to be able to create your own personalized toolbox. And, so these are a couple of the tools that I reach to just to anchor myself and come back to a place of love within myself when I feel like the world is chaotic around me. <laughs> mm, powerful. Ten, so ten, 10 in the morning, 10 at night, you say? Yes, definitely. And like I said, start off with three first and then you can kind of slowly, you know, yeah. work your way up. It could be simple things like, you know, I'm grateful to have access to clean water. One thing that um, I want to touch on, if you're finding it hard to find one or two or three things that you're grateful for, this is a reflection of where you're at. (laughs) I used to do these affirmations in the morning. I struggled with affirmations, so I had to do it for like two months straight. I'm a leader. I'm abundant. I am confident. I am amazing. I am thoughtful. I am forgiving. I am empathetic. Like I'll just rattle it out. And it's really easy to rattle it out after you do it for two months straight. It's like, oh, yeah. every time I have it, well, every time I have it. Yeah. You have it really. You know, you get so used to kind of talking so bad to yourself. So you're like, when you say I'm abundant, I'm like, what? This isn't, this isn't me. And that's when you're like, your old self will kind of like slip in and be like, what are you doing? Like, this is not us. So that's why I like, yeah, creating, like a creating a new version of yourself or, you know, striving for that can be a little bit challenging. But like I said, like it's the best gift that you can give yourself. Mm, I like what you said before about like, um, um, who do I want to, what do I want to No, You said something like, I'd rather create me instead of. Find me. Find me. Yeah. So for, instead of finding yourself, finding a purpose, like why don't you create yourself every day? Have you ever done this where you've created a version of you that you don't even kind of recognize yourself anymore? You get to a point where you hit a crossroad and like, fuck, how did I find myself here? Like how the fuck did I get into this room? Like, 10 years ago or two years ago, I would never, ever imagine I'd be in this room right now. And if you just keep chipping away every day and creating this new version of you, doesn't mean better version of you, a new version of you, you will find that life can be very open, very present, very different. You have a lot of variety. One of the six human needs is variety. But if you're seeing the same pattern every single day, you're probably not a creating of the, the most authentic version of you. You're probably just running a rat race, which most people do. So there's a level of work that people need to put into practice and it starts with themselves. We've got lots of questions here. I want to ask you a few from our students. Um, Cindy's like, well, this is hard. I used to always feel guilty when my online community wasn't doing well. I feel a sense of responsibility and let my community define my self-worth and my mental health. When you self-sabotage, what methods do you do to help you zoom in and zoom out? Well, I believe when we self-sabotage, again, 
there's a lack of connection to ourselves and a lack of trust. So there's so many, we was like, we should be grateful because we actually have so much resources around us. And that's why I always say, try something new, whether again, like I do yoga or I do breath work or I'll talk to someone empowering. Sometimes even just a conversation can change the way you feel. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's not the case, then listen to someone inspiring on a podcast. There's so many ways, but uh, obviously I would say to even combat self-sabotage because I used to be the queen of self-sabotage. Definitely again, starting your day with gratitude and implementing that and making it a habit, it'll kind of chip away the self-sabotage away. Mm-hmm. I kind of Self- see it as yeah, yeah, self-sabotage is, is so common. I used to be the king of self-sabotage. What I would do is look at all my past failures and think about, yeah. oh, it's only a matter of time before I fuck up. It's only a matter of time. I'm always going to be like this. I'm always going to be that dumb kid. I'm, yes, my mom, 100%. 100%. Yeah, like, and a powerful affirmation that I actually said a lot when I was struggling with self-sabotage, and, you know, this is not going to work for everyone, and that's fine if it resonates with you amazing, but... I literally would look at myself in the mirror and I would say, I love you, I accept you, and I forgive you. And I said it over and over again until I felt peace within myself. And that really helped rewire, rewire my brain and the chemicals because I wasn't like feeding again. I wasn't feeding the negative thoughts about myself. Mm-hmm. So I hope that resonates with you, Cindy. I yeah. believe in you, girl. You got this. Taryn said you sent me a voice note before and I was having a crappy day and you really turned it around forever grateful grateful for the voice notes and quotes you send me all the time I also love following you as your story and what you share is so upbringing can you share your affirmations (laughs) oh thank you so much Taryn oh you're a sweeney um yes I'm you know what I change my affirmations depending on how I'm feeling but I would say the most powerful one is like the one that I mentioned before. It really depends. Cause I feel like, you know, each day is different. So you're going to find yourself struggling with something different each day. So to combat all of it and to combat all those negative thoughts is definitely forgiving yourself. Forgiveness is so powerful. We always kind of think about, you know, forgiving someone else. I think it's so powerful when you can forgive yourself. I find that that's the most challenging thing. When you can forgive yourself, you can truly forgive others. And you can also forgive past versions of yourself or things that have happened. Because sometimes we look back and we're like, oh, well, if I was like this, then this wouldn't have happened. I'm sure we've all gone through that when we've experienced something painful. So I would definitely say start implementing more forgiveness, even if it's by, again, saying to yourself, I can forgive myself, whether it's through voice, saying it to yourself, affirming it, or whether writing it down in a journal. I mean, we can blame everyone or anything or even yourself for all the things that go wrong, but you can also in the same breath blame all the good things that happen in your life as well. I mean, it's all perspective. So definitely. Yes. Um, With your breath work, is it guided? If so, can you share what and who you use? Yes, definitely. Um, I, you know, I actually really love the Tony Robbins breath work. He does it. Priming. Priming. I did it. It's called priming. It's so good, like starting off your day like that because you're ultimately like you're shaking off all the like the negative energy or I don't know. If for me, it really shakes up my spirit. So even just waking up and you can YouTube it, but basically you have to breathe fast in and out of your nostrils and you kind of have to put your arms in the air and 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really shakes me up. I don't know what it is, but I actually feel like it's like a shot of coffee. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm ready to go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, baby. So what she's talking about, the reason why that priming affirmation, I, I, I've done that with him before, like actually in his wow. seminar, I've done it with him. And I remember when we were doing this, we did it in an environment with 5,000 people in a room. He was on stage. That's amazing. The lights were dark. The music was like some Indian spiritual type of music with like instruments. And as we're doing this breath, as we're doing this like deep in and out breathing while moving our body, what happens is your whole body elevates into like a fucking cloud. You, you it's a in a it's an out of body experience where you've literally gone out of your brain and into your body. It's like you ha- your shadow has just left the body. And then as you're going into like deep and meaningful like affirmations, like who do you want to be? What are the things that you want to achieve? What are you grateful for? You can actually feel like you've traveled out of your body into a moment in your life you're actually grateful for. It's kind of like leaving the present to go to the past, capture a memory that means something to you for you to remember like why you're on this planet. It was like really magical. And like the priming that you can get on YouTube is like a very similar experience. And the reason why you have to move your body is because if you're doing priming in the morning and you feel groggy, you just woke up. Well, like you're half asleep. Moving your actual body, like that's why we love fitness. You're moving into your body. That's why you get that natural endorphin here. That's why we say intentionally work out. So you're super solely focused on getting into your body. Like it's all the same practice. You know, um, I love that you mentioned priming. Yeah, it helps. Honestly, it helps so much. And I feel like, you know, that's a per- perfect moment after you've done like your gratitude tools or breathing because your nervous system is at a calm state. Mm-hmm. that's when you can actually like manifest or think about the things that you actually want in your life because you're in a, a calm state. You're not actually chasing things. You're pulling it towards you. There's no resistance. Mm. That's beautiful. Priming. Ah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I've got a question for you now. How did fitness play a big part and setting up your morning routine, like get you to where you are now, where like I had a conversation with you yesterday and you were opening up two days ago about the things that you went through and the stuff that you're going through now. You mentioned that you work three jobs. You mentioned there's certain things going on at work, stressful environment, but I asked you, how are you? And you honestly said, I'm pretty fucking good, actually. How do you actually endure all the amount of stress that you have in a day? Because you're, like, you're always on the go. You're always doing things. And for people that find excuses, like finding time as an excuse to not like put themselves first, what do you have to say to that? Well, first of all, I think it's really important to do, do things in your life that's authentic to you. So if I was doing things that weren't authentic, I'd be tired all the fucking time. And it's a different tired. My spirit would be tired. Yes, I'm tired, but I'm more physically tired, if that makes sense. I'd rather be physically tired than, like, emotionally drained or, like, spiritually tired. And it honestly, for me, like, I wasn't really consistent with my exercise and nutrition. I would kind of do challenges, get to where I am, and then I'd go back. But... Now being part of the Dream Team Academy, like I have way more of a healthy relationship and understanding with nutrition, knowing what foods will optimize my body in the best way to reach my goals and doing what I want to do. And 
what I've learned. What, what, sorry, what are you eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Because I, I actually saw your meal plan today. And when you sent that to me, I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. What were you eating before? What are you eating now? What's the difference? Okay, so before, actually, like, I wouldn't even eat because I felt so emotionally full. It was weird. Oh, what are you talking I about? I felt like I was eating depression for breakfast, anxiety for lunch, <laughs> self sabotage for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm so not even true. joking. Like I felt so emotionally full, and it was weird, right? Because you would think, oh, well, you're not eating, you're probably gonna lose weight. No, I was like so puffy and bloated. And then when I wanted to eat something, because I was feeling so depressed, I was like, I need something sweet. <laughs> so there'd be days where like I wouldn't eat anything, and then I would have a cheesecake or something weird. Or like the next day again, not eating and then kind of, I don't know, go for burgers. Like it was just, it was like basically one meal a day. And on top of that, I wasn't drinking enough water. So I was just like, I can't believe it when I think about it because I'm just like, well, that was me. But, you know, that goes into like not kind of having a deeper understanding because like when I, it's so important for me, actually, I wouldn't say for me, I feel like as humans, it's important to know why you're doing what you're doing, you know, and actually question it. And I'm not going to lie, like, there was a part of me that just wanted to even impress myself. Like, you know, so I was like, you know what, as long as I look good, it doesn't really matter what's on the inside. Mm. And again, that really comes down to the way we've been conditioned, you know, and especially depends on your upbringing. Like, even my my upbringing was just like, emotions is not a thing. you got to do what you got to do. you got to do what you have to do to survive in this world, especially having immigrant parents. I was conditioned to think that, you know, um... But being able to join the Dream Team Academy, like I was able to kind of have a deeper understanding. But the the biggest lesson that I've learned with being the Dream Team Academy is that discipline will take you places where motivation can't. And that small, consistent habits are way more impactful rather than short-term results that will lead to burnout. Can you say that again? <laughs> Small, consistent habits will be more impactful rather than short-term results that will lead to burnout. And that was my life for a long time, like the burnout. So like understanding that in a deeper way, um, nutrition especially, and why I'm doing what I'm doing to optimize my health and my body really allows me to, again, you know, take that space, zoom out and recognize that, like, why am I rushing, you know? Fucking powerful. What are you eating now? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got into a tangent. So in the morning, um, I usually depends on like my schedule that day because sometimes it can be really hectic. I'm usually having oats with banana and sometimes I'll make it into a smoothie. So it's like quick and on the go and I'll add like a scoop of protein powder. If I have enough time, I will have I love scrambled eggs with spinach and mushroom. And sometimes I'll have it with like rye bread. Um, for lunch, my go-to is a salad. So lately I've been making like more of an Asian inspired salad with soba noodles. It's kind of, it's a cold noodle basically. And then I make my own like Thai peanut sauce, which is freaking delicious. Um, for lunch, I mean, sorry, we just said lunch for snack. I usually have fruits because I notice like I crave something sweet. Um, so I like to have it like in between my, my lunch and my dinner. Um, and then for dinner, I like to either go for chicken or fish and I'll pair it with either baked potatoes and some salad or I'll have rice. I'll kind of alternate it because I can get really bored. So now that I have like those options, I switch it up. Um, 
And, you know, maybe in a fortnight I'll have like a cheat meal. But I recognize as well when I have a cheat meal, I'm not actually going for junk food anymore. It would just be kind of like maybe like I'll have a dessert, like if it's like my family's birthday and stuff. But now I've kind of come to the point where as long as like, you know, 80% I'm doing good. And obviously good is subjective for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I can kind of like because before I didn't have an understanding because I'm making this so consistent, um, I don't have guilt. Mm. And that's been really powerful for me. And I feel like guilt comes when you know you're not doing your best. So, yeah, my relationship with food has definitely changed. And I didn't even recognize that. Like my idea of like being healthy was like literally just having, I don't know, like plain food. But now being in the academy for a good six months and having a deep understanding, I'm like, I can make my food fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen your food. I've actually seen your food. I'm like, when you shared, I'm like, that's like, that's, that's, I would eat that for sure. And um, did you know having guilt as a guilt will actually change the, um, the chemical imbalance in your body when you're eating food to store as fat rather than burn mass, uh, burn fat. Like people that are really have all these toxic, um, like hormones such as a cortisol, such as high stress levels, all of these things while you're eating, also unconsciously eating, this will all lead to fat, fat gain for sure. Um, you do not want to come from a place of guilt when you're eating. Like if, now that your relationship with food is so much more optimal, um, how has – like what's your relationship with food like now? Like how, how has that changed from before to now? Well, I don't like necessarily attach my emotions anymore to food. Mm. And what I've recognized as well is – because I have a deeper understanding now. So I used to ask myself, like, why do I hold on to so much fat? It's because I was also putting my body into a survival mode. So it's kind of like, because I wasn't eating, whatever I ate, even if it was maybe a little bit more healthier, my body would hold on to it. Cause it would be like, well, I don't know when you're going to eat girl. So I'm gonna hold on to this. And then it would store into fat. So now that I'm, it's so weird now that I'm eating regularly. And first when I started this, I was like, oh my God, this is so much food. I don't know if you remember, I'm like, how am I going to eat this? Um, but then also, you know, implementing exercise and understanding that your body is always going to burn off energy. Mm. And why not burn off something that's actually optimal for your body? Exactly, that's, exactly. You know, that's what I really recognize. Because I was like, wow, like if I actually eat food that's optimal, like I feel good and I feel light. And I can still do things that I want to do rather than depleting mm. my energy. Mm. i got a last question for you. So for anyone that's listening right now or anyone that's just joined the academy, anyone that's struggling with their own mindset in terms of like they just have negative thoughts, they self-sabotage, people that like can't seem to be consistent, don't know what it's like putting themselves first. They always feel like they have to ask permission to do things that they know is good for them. They feel like this a abundant amount of guilt every morning they wake up because they feel like they're they're living their life through someone else's lens like what advice do you have for these people well i would say do something every day that makes you feel empowered of the person you are becoming and in times of darkness ask yourself how would the empowered version of you show up would they let self-doubt come in the way or would they acknowledge it and have the courage and trust to keep moving anyway. Like I said, the most creative act is the act of creating yourself. So my question now is, what are you waiting for?
life is so short. The best gift that you can give yourself is taking care of yourself. And I'm Amanda like that. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. So let's take action now, guys. You heard the lady. Now. When's the best time to plant a tree? 30 years ago. When's the next best time? Now. Okay. So I, lo- I love that. I love that. Hey, Fizz, thank you so much for joining. I know this is not going to be the last time um, you'll be on this podcast. And I know you've provided the Dream Team Academy with so much fucking value. We've had a few new people join and uh, like just before, like two hours ago, and I know they're going to listen to this. So thank you for just being your authentic self and sharing your love, your wisdom and your authenticity. Oh, thank you for having me on this show. It's It's been so great and like having the opportunity to even talk about the things that I'm truly passionate about. And if, you know, this resonates with even one person, I feel like I've done my job. So thank you so much. I love it. Thanks, guys. That's the Think Inspired Podcast. We out. Peace. Take care. Busy people, listen up. This is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, what I want you to do is go to my Instagram, Patrick Hong Fit and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.